The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. A special Saturday edition of the podcast. It's going to be a short sprint podcast with my good friend J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington. Let me just tell everybody that this podcast today is brought to you by Window Nation, uh, where you can buy two windows and get two free right now with no limit. Uh, I've told you guys before, if you're in the market for new windows, get them from Window Nation. At least give them a shot to get your business. Call them at 866-90-NATION. Go to windownation.com. Mention my name. You'll get a free estimate. You don't have to do anything. You're not going to be forced to act on that free estimate. You can shop it if you want. You're not going to find a better deal, and you're not going to find better people to work with. I promise you. 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. Buy two, get two free, no limit. So if you need 10 new windows, you only pay for five of them. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. All right, I've got J.P. Finley from NBC Sports Washington uh, on the show today. I'm doing a special Saturday because I missed one this week. I lost my voice midway through the week. Nobody needs to hear about it, but uh, I've got to get another show in here, but it was the perfect opportunity for me to bring one of my favorite people on the show. And I haven't had you on the show really that much because I've got Tommy on two days a week and Cooley on three to four days a week, and it just gets sort of overburdened um, to bring guests on. So I haven't really done uh, guests on the podcast. And for those of you that have asked, well, why isn't JP Finley at least coming on the radio show? Well, he actually can't. Um, He isn't able to (laughs) to come on the radio show uh, because of commitments um, to uh, the other station uh, in town. But who knows? Maybe that'll change uh, sooner rather than later. We have no idea how that whole thing will play out. But JP's with me, um, and we're going to do this in two parts. We're going to talk to JP about the state of the team, tomorrow's game, some of the stories maybe we can get to that came out yesterday about the uh, the owner's latest legal efforts um, to find out who was behind the smear campaign on the internet that led up to that first Washington Post story on the culture of the team and of Snyder's ownership. Um, So we'll do some of that. And then I've developed um, with uh, great precision and with great preparation um, a Q&A for for both JP and me. We're both – I'm going to pose the questions. We're both going to answer them. They're going to be halfway through the season type of questions, eight games in, hopefully eight to go. So we'll get to that in in the second part of this. I want to start with this. Ron Rivera is still a believer 
that there's a lot ahead of them at two and six, that the division is still in play. And JP, we know it's a miserable division. Do you think everybody else in the building feels the same way? Hey, Kev, I thought I was just calling you to get some college football picks, man. I didn't know. We can do that. (laughs) We can do that, although we've got games getting canceled and postponed even as we speak. How about light card. How about this? UCLA, I gave them out on the smell test minus two um, against one opponent, and the opponent changed overnight. Did you see that? (laughs) No, I haven't. They were going to play Utah. Utah can't play, and now they've moved UCLA's game to Sunday, and they're going to play Cal. That's what we're doing this year. I know. It's nuts. It's nuts. All right. Does does the building believe in this or not? Yeah. Do they believe in in being in the hunt right now? Um, I think the players do. I think – I don't think the front office, like personnel guys, should be worried about that at all. I think they're building for the long haul. Um, I, I think the coaches believe in it. I, I think if you had real truth serum, they're not as focused on that as they are the rebuild and getting these players to kind of buy into all the cultural stuff, all, all the changes, how they want practice to run, how they want the week to look. Um, I, I had Morgan Moses on my podcast earlier this week, and he had some really interesting information just he said something he said something like you know there's no more phones allowed in meeting rooms like a, a lot of these changes kind of take time like it's all football all the time now and guys are just kind of getting used to it so i uh yeah i mean and, and, and that can be a perhaps an indictment of a previous staff or not but right. I, I do think i think i i I think Ron, in a lot of ways, kind of backed himself into a corner when he benched Dwayne and said because he wanted to chase the NFC East. I think he, I think he wanted to bench Dwayne, and he should have just benched him and said he's not doing enough for me. I want to give him some time, and maybe we'll go back to him. I, I think that would have would have been the more direct answer on that. But now introducing the NFC East stuff has kind of become a talking point. And I mean, coaches coach to win games, and players play to win games. And they're only a game and a half out in a terrible division. So, yeah, on some level, it is real. But I don't think anybody is confusing the NFC East race with the big picture. By the way, how did we miss this? How did I not start with, oh, my God, I owe you $1,000? For, for those for those that that missed this before the season started, or maybe very early in the season, I forget when it was the last time. JP. I think it was like the week before the season, like Labor Day weekend ish. Yeah, so the, yeah, that that was the last time you came on with me, and and you, um, I think you wanted, I think you wanted fifty to one on Alex Smith starting one game this year. I gave you twenty to one on a fifty dollar bet, and it had to be a game that he started that was legitimate, not ceremonial, um, not you know a, a final game of the year just to give him a shot because they're you know they're completely out of it. it had It had to be a legitimate start, and as of now, it certainly would appear as if you're on the verge of winning this bet. Anything could happen between now sure. and tomorrow at one. PM, but um, uh, I would ask if uh, for some. I got to go back and listen because the way I remember it was I, we were talking about what's going to happen with the quarterbacks, and and I, I think I had said a few different times over the course of training camp, like, listen, man, I'm not counting Alex out. Like the way he's moving around, the way the coaches talk about him, I won't be shocked. And you were like, you were like, no way. He's I mocked play. you. I mocked you. Yeah, there was some yeah. mocking. Yeah. So I, I think that's how it it got to yeah. the finish line that we. Listen, I, like I've had friends, and I'm sure you're getting the tweets too of people telling me to go collect. No, nothing, 
nothing will happen until he starts in Detroit. <laughs> and this is, you just told me that UCLA is playing a different opponent on Sunday. Like things are weird right now. So we'll see what happens. You know, there, there was a chance for you to offer me a surrender option, you know, at some point, um, maybe after the Rams game, although after, after the Rams game, it became even more clear to me that he wasn't going to start another game. I think after the Rams game, you wouldn't have taken the surrender. I don't you think I would have. I don't think I would have. Uh, I, I texted you at half time last week at a Giants game and said they're not going to be able to start him now and then he had the second half he had against the Giants and it kind of changed everything I I, I think I texted you back I said I think he looks decent I think I think you're going to win this bet I I, I remember texting either that to, to yeah, you or, I, that was... or to somebody but anyway yep. um look uh I, I'm going to need some sort of low interest payment plan here we'll, we'll, we'll so, work something out so we're gonna have to work something out um i might be payable in like miller lights we'll uh, no 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 we're, 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 we I, one thing i do is when i lose i pay um assuming he's healthy alex smith is the rest of the way what what's the plan is he going to start until they're out of contention and then when they're officially eliminated maybe we get Dwayne, or is he just going to start the final eight games regardless assuming health um, it's a great question and I don't know the answer, but I think as long as there is the real or perceived idea of chasing the division title, he starts. And I think as long as he plays well, he starts. And, and I think, I think Dwayne getting some late season starts might be more about Dwayne than it is Alex. Like, I, I think they want to see whatever it is Dwayne's not doing. They want him to start doing. And until that happens, I think they'll stay with Alex. Yeah. Uh, honestly, um, JP I, is I, I at think... G, JP's at a tennis lesson at a very exclusive <laughs> um, club in town with his daughter, where apparently some kid may have just gotten hit over the head with a racket. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but they're, but, they're uh, all like picking up the balls. But, right now. but to, to to help you finish that, because it actually is a perfect segue into to what was going to be a follow up question is. You know, th- it's about Dwayne really as much as it is anything else, especially if they're out of contention. Do you have any sense as to whether or not Haskins is handling the bench- benching, handling the demotion well enough in their eyes? I don't think he is. Um, just listen to what Ron says. Um, Ron got asked about Steven Montez a bunch this week. And Ron said, you know, what's been great for Steven is he's had the opportunity to watch Alex and Kyle. I mean, he very clearly didn't include Dwayne. Um, you know, just little things like that. I think one thing that stood out to me is when Terry McLaurin came out and said how much he loved having Kyle Allen run the offense and his energy at practice. Um, Terry, Terry's a pro and a star, and he doesn't say things he doesn't mean. So I, I've just been trying to pay attention to that stuff. Um, you know, you hear these whispers and speculative stuff, but who knows what any of that means. I had Darren Haynes on the radio talking about his report that, you know, Dwayne is working really hard. It's just, he comes to things from a different perspective and, and maybe that's, maybe that's a real thing. I, I don't know, but if I'm Ron Rivera and it's a kid I didn't draft and he, he can't understand the same perspective as everybody else on the team. I, I just, I'm not sure. It, I think all coaches make 
exceptions or, or special situations for talent, right? If they think somebody, I, I think we've all, if you go back and read some of the stuff from Cam's time with the Panthers, when Ron was running things, Ron, you know, Ron did discipline him here and there, but there were some times where I'm sure Cam kind of pushed Ron and those two have a really tight relationship. And, and I think Cam's exceptional talent was probably a, a big part of that, but I don't think Dwayne has performed high enough that Ron is willing to bend his rules or, or whatever. So I think these last eight weeks are a maybe an opportunity is, is the optimistic way to look at it. it is a real opportunity for Dwayne to, to show like, listen, man, I'm now one snap away. I take this really seriously. I'm ready to go. It's just interesting to hear you describe it. I, and I, I, I have the same sense as well. It's a shame. Some young people get it. Some don't. It's not a fit. I don't think it's a fit here. Uh, we'll get to, uh, back to this uh, in a little bit. I think the more damage, and sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I think one thing that's troubling is that there's now two coaching staffs that have had a relatively similar experience. And, and again, maybe that'll change. Maybe, maybe this last eight weeks will be Dwayne's kind of coming out because he did play relatively well late last season. And it's hard to forget that part. And he did seem to, to really mature and understand the situation a lot better this off season. But, um, you know, if you talk to Jay Gruden or, or Kevin O'Connell, those guys about their experience last year, I, I don't think it was um, overly positive either. And, and I think that's damaging because now that's, you got the staff here with Ron and then you've got Jay in Jacksonville and Kevin out in LA. Like that is kind of spreading. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've had this conversation in the past about another quarterback, you know, at some point when it's more than one staff and it's two um, it's, it might be, it might actually be the player um, and not the team and, and the franchise and the coaching staff um, real quickly as it relates uh, to Kyle Allen did I, I don't know if I caught this this week and maybe I just missed it. Is he having surgery? Is he actually done for the year? Yes and yes. Okay. I believe he's had this. I okay. believe, um, and I don't know if you've watched our pre- or post-game shows, but Jordan George, our new host, and she does a really good job. She texted me, I think, I think Kyle Allen's girlfriend posted on Instagram that he had his surgery. Okay. So that's how we're getting information these days. All right, a couple of things real quickly about um, the team currently and tomorrow's game, and then we'll go to a, a first-half season recap Q&A, uh, which we'll run through quickly. But Cooley suggested, JP, yesterday on the podcast that defensively there needs to be a big change. He thinks Kendall Fuller should move to free safety. He thinks Everett should move to strong safety. He thinks they should play Moreland on the outside and, and, and Curl should be the nickel corner. Do you think Rivera and Del Rio – um, are going to continue to tinker at all until they get sort of the back seven figured out? Um, that, that's an interesting idea. I, I think they like Fuller playing safety, but he's also playing corner really well, so they might not want to take that away from them. I, I think, you know, similar to the Dwayne conversation, if they really get out of this, um, it, it, let's say Philly strings together three out of four and Washington loses three out of four, I, I think you could see – get to December, some real tinkering, some, some trying to figure out what pieces they have going forward. But I don't think you'll see it. I think, I think the plan will stay the same, at least through Dallas and Thanksgiving. Cause you know, if they, this is their stretch where they can maybe win some games. So I, I would expect things to kind of stay the same. Was last week, the beginning of cam Sims becoming a big part of the offense. Do you think? I don't know. It's hard to say yes, just because we've been talking about Cam Sims for a few years now, and that's his first real breakout. But I, I, 
I think the way Alex looked to him and Alex starting again is could be a real opportunity for him. I mean, Inman, I believe, is out this weekend. Um, and to, there's nobody else there. Antonio Gandy-Golden's not there. Cam's going to keep getting the opportunities, and, and I think that's huge for him. And, I, I mean, I don't know if you ever talked to him, Kev. Great attitude, hard worker, great athlete. I mean, the issue's always kind of been running precise routes and stuff, but Alex looked to him, and, and I think Alex will look to him again. So, I mean, that would be – Ron talked the other day about why he's optimistic, and, and some of it is that he can count – you know, that he's getting these young guys playing time. I, I don't think this team's making the playoffs. I think this team's going 5-11. and 11. If, if you develop a real maybe number two complimentary receiver to Terry McLaurin, I, I think that would be a legit great development for this team. What do you think happens tomorrow? I think they lose, and I hate it. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's, I think it's a tight, weird loss, like 24-21. I think the line is about right. Um, now, Detroit's a little beat up, which could help Washington. Um, so, I, you know, especially if Hawkinson misses the game, we all know how tight ends have hurt this team, and I, I don't think their linebackers are very good in coverage. So that, that could be a big boost. Well, I, I, honestly, the kicker situation has me a little worried. Um, Dustin Hopkins might not play. It's going to be a kind of a game time decision. Kari Vedvik is your practice squad kicker, and little things like that can make a big difference. Um, all right, I uh, I want to get to just a Q and A that we will sprint through on the first half of the season with JP Finley. We'll get to that right after this word from one of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what we're going to do here um, for this uh, last 10 to 15 minutes with J.P. Finley on this shorter version of the podcast here on a Saturday is we're going to go through a first half of the season recap Q&A session. All right, I'm going to ask the questions. J.P. will answer, and then I'll give an answer to my own question. Um, And we'll start with this. I'll ask you... What's been the biggest surprise to you during the first half of the season? It can be a player. It can be a unit. It can be anything you want it to be. Um, that's a great one. I, I think, to me, it's still pulling Dwayne after four games. Um, I, I, I was not surprised that Dwayne was benched. I still That was a little bit early. Um, I, I think he could have gotten a couple more games, but I think it's pretty clear that something, something's not going the way Ron wants it to go. 
That's the answer I have to another question, so I'll, I'll have that here momentarily. The biggest surprise for me is I actually think their offensive weapons are, are, are better than I thought they would be. I actually think they've got some pretty good players on offense. I think Terry McLaurin is a an emerging star, as all of us would agree to. I think J.D. McKissick is a legit weapon who I think Scott Turner has used pretty well for the most part, and I think Gibson's got a lot of talent. Now, they're still missing a piece. They're missing another wide receiver. They're missing a more consistent tight end. But I'd throw the offensive line into that. The offensive line hasn't been terrible this year. So I think offensively, even though they have been far from a prolific offensive team, and a lot of that was the opponents in the first four games and the quarterback play, I think the offensive weapons or the offensive supporting cast to whomever the quarterback has been is a surprise to me. It's been better than I thought it would be. Question number two, your biggest disappointment so far through eight games. I mean, in a way, I guess it's also Dwayne Haskins. I, I kind of was buying into the offseason and the hard work, and I thought maybe he could come out and kind of hit the ground running. Um, that hasn't happened, but that, maybe that's unfair. I, you know, I, I think I'll say I, I know that the defense is, has, you know, some of the rankings and some of the yardage numbers are impressive, but I don't think this defense has been particularly impressive to me, especially in spots where they really needed it. Um, so I, I don't know. Can that mean I, that's a good, it's a hard question to answer because I think, I think I've been pleasantly encouraged by Scott Turner's offense. I know not everybody will agree with that. I know a lot of fans don't think they run the ball enough and there's some validity to that, but I guess my expectations were higher for the defense and for the, I, I just, the lack of impact plays defensively. I'll say that. The biggest disappointment for me was your first answer, which was the biggest surprise, that Dwayne Haskins didn't play better and that he got benched so quickly. And I'm not blaming the coaching staff. You know, we've already had this conversation. I blame Dwayne more because I believe the stories. I believe, you know, the stories in part because of what we discussed. It's not one coaching staff now. It's two. There's too much smoke for there not to be some fire there. Um, I was really hoping to see what I saw at the end of last year, which was continued improvement and and it, and at least the impression that there was a chance that they got it right on him, that, that he could be the guy going forward. So for me, that's the biggest disappointment so far. All right, question three. The prediction before the season that you feel confident you've gotten right so far? Sadly, probably my 5-11 and 11 record. That's a good um, one. Yeah. Uh, I also thought McLaurin would – And some people were worried that McLaurin would bounce back, and I didn't think so. I thought he's a star. I think he is a star. Yeah, and actually one of my bold predictions was that he wouldn't lead this team in touchdown receptions just because I thought he'd have a ton of yardage but maybe get a little more shut down around the end zone. So maybe that will come to fruition too. Man, I got so many predictions right, it's really hard to pick one out. Um, uh, but I'm, I'll go with this one. I, I was convinced that that when they drafted Montez Sweat in 2019 late that they had gotten a real potential star player. Uh, and you didn't see it last year, and I was very confident that with a better defensive coaching staff that didn't drop him into coverage half the time, that we would see Montez Sweat flourish, and I think we've seen that so far. Uh, question four, the prediction you've been totally wrong about thus far. Totally. I mean, probably Dwayne. 
I, I predicted Dwayne to have a good year and build off of last last se- last I, late last season. Yeah, I um, did too. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also predicted. I think Chase Young has been really, really good, but I predicted him to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I, I don't think that's looking too good right now. I actually think there's still a chance. I, I think I think he's in the hunt right now with you know two, three, four players. Um, the pre- I agree. I, 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 but I mean, I had him at pushing Javon Curse rookie sack record and stuff. So you know, I, I think I got to back off a little bit of that. I um I think I'd have to to to, to put my prediction about Dwayne improving and showing some signs. I didn't go as far to say as he'd prove it totally. But I, I thought that there was a better chance than not that we would get to the end of 16 games and have a, a feeling like it was worthwhile to move forward with him. But I, I'm going to go with a different one. The prediction that I've been wrong about is I really thought that Ron Rivera would be a more steadying hand. You know, I, I think his messaging has added more drama than was necessary to a losing season, which most of us expected anyway. Um, I really felt... Um, and I don't think I'm 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 off on this, but but I thought that things would just be different. I, I thought a lot of the drama with him, uh, you know, would be lessened. Um, and look, a lot of it can be chalked up to him not feeling well, not being well, and we all understand that. I just thought he would be more of a no bullshit, direct, totally dialed in, couldn't give a shit about what anybody says, including the media. And I think we've seen a guy that just doesn't have it all together right now. I'm not bailing on him at all. Um, I'd like to see him talk less, show us more. Uh, it seems like you know we get that from everybody that comes into town in this organization. But I would say that so far, I was very confident that Ron Rivera would at the very least be a very steadying hand. And I think it's been unsteady. Again, attributable to things that are much more important, like his health. We all understand that, but um, I, um, I, I thought we, I thought I'd feel differently about him. And again, I'm not bailing. And I've, I've made this point several times in previous shows. I just, I'm, I have more questions than I thought I would have about him through eight games. I think that's fair. And the thing I would add, Kev, is. I don't know if this is 2020, and this is the weirdest year of my life. I'm guessing probably yours, too. There's so much off-field stuff, particularly with this football team, that he's kind of been at the center of. And I just wonder if it was was 2018 and Ron Rivera took over, how different all of that would be. I mean, he had to deal with the name change, the investigation, George Floyd. I mean, all of these things, that, and then cancer – it's just crazy to to think about all that and um and and i i just to your point about i I just thought it would be a football focus and i don't know if that is i don't know if anyone's to blame that this year there's been lots of other things besides just football yeah i i think all of that's in play definitely i mean look at your tennis lessons on a beautiful saturday morning i mean all hell's breaking loose this would have never happened in 2018 <laughs> kids were much better behaved then um sure. rank the best three players <laughs> zero tennis going on <laughs> there's a lot going on but nobody's there's, they're literally not even holding rackets. that's that, that's doing. awesome you know what they got to break out the orange slices and the goldfish and some cupcakes pretty shortly uh to keep them uh focused Rank the three best players on the team, best to third best. Who's the best player on the team right now? Terry is your best player. Um, I, I still 
still think Chase is the second best player. Um, and then I'd say Kendall Fuller. I, I think he's been really good. I'll go Chase Young is their best player. Um, okay. Terry I, Mc- I think that's fair. Terry, totally. Terry McLaurin is their second best player. And then this is a tough one because I think both Deron Payne and Montez Sweat are having really good years, and they are A players. I'll go I'll go with Sweat because of the actual production and the numbers, but, man, is Deron Payne good. He is really, I really totally good. I totally agree. The only reason I would go to Fuller is I think – those I think Sweat and Payne are beneficiaries of playing with Chase, and I think Fuller is, has somewhat stabilized what is a really weak secondary. All right, um, we've got uh, we're through five questions. We've got five, maybe a couple of bonus questions left. Right after this word from one of our sponsors. All right, speed round to finish up this Q&A with J.P. Finley. Uh, follow him on Twitter at J.P. Finley NBCS. J.P., of course, has the podcast, the Washington Football Podcast. You can get that anywhere you get a podcast, same place you get mine. Um, and, of course, he does a great job on television, and uh, he's a good friend, and I owe him $1,000. All right, Dwayne Haskins, will he be on the roster next year? I don't think so. I don't. It's crazy. I, I, I don't see- – I think they're drafting. I think they're drafting that kid from BYU, and it's a total shot in the dark. But you want to give me twenty to one on that, Kev? No, I don't, because I like him <laughs> a lot, and I would be thrilled. Uh, so it would, it would be something um, that I would almost see. I wasn't rooting against Alex, but uh, I actually sure. think that that would be a good bet, and and it, it, it would be more of like a four to one, not a twenty to one. Um, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is on this roster, and I think the young man needs really good advice because I think his career is in peril right now. Somebody, of course, is going to give him a shot. You know, there will be a team that will sign him and give him a chance, but he needs uh, he needs to get it together uh, here, or his it's going to be a very short career for him. Alex Smith, will he be on the roster next year? I kind of think he will. If you draft a kid and then Alex. I mean, I, I I can't just say yes, but I think it's much more of a possibility than people think because the money's not crazy. Now, if they sign somebody as a free agent rather than a draft pick, then that changes everything. Then I think Alex is gone. But if they draft a young guy, I kind of think they'd like to have Alex around unless Kyle's healthy and Kyle can be their veteran and they can save that 22 mil on the cap. I'll say – uh, they won't. It's a $14 million roughly savings uh, on the cap. I'll, I'll say he's not on the roster. This to me was a 99.9% probability, t- you know, two weeks ago. Um, right. And now, you know, I'll put it at a 60% probability, but I don't think he'll be on the roster next year. All right. Next question. Uh, percent chance that Kyle Allen is the 2021 starter next year, week one. That's a great one. And I, I think it would have been pretty pretty damn high if without the injury i think the injury changes it because i don't know that he's all the way back by week one 2021 um i mean he fractured his ankle and dislocated it in in what week nine week eight um so early november although yeah i mean i guess he could be back in eight nine months right yeah, so was that fracture you remember it went from you know looking like Dak Prescott's injury to just dislocated to maybe there's also a slight fracture. Was it a super serious long-term rehabilitation injury? Because I don't know that we've gotten that information yet. I don't believe it is, but I, I said this the other day. 
something's only a small fracture when it's not to you. Well, it's still a yeah, fracture. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, your sur- I, your no, surgery, I, I, minor I, minor surgery, as long as it's your surgery, that, that right. it's minor too. Um, let, let let's assume for a moment, you know, with this question, He's also because not under contract though. I know he isn't, but let's just assume for a moment that there's belief, you know, when we get to March, that he will be ready for the beginning of training camp, worst case. So what would the percent be then? Um, week one starter, I'd say I'll give it a third, 33%. I'll go 50. I think I would have been higher, um, you know, right prior prior to last week's game, I think I would have put it at 65 70%. I'll I'll make it 50-50. I think they like him. I think he's a good fit and I think that um they're I still believe there's a chance they could win enough games to to not have the shot at the quarterback and we don't even know what they'll feel about the quarterbacks that'll be there. I think it's 50-50. All right, next question. Offensive MVP so far through 8 weeks. This is the easiest question that I'm posing to both of us. This is this no debate here. Terry McLaurin. Uh defensive MVP so far. I think it's Chase Young, even though he missed the two games. I mean, he's just been by far their best player defensively. And it's the first time in a long time that I maybe since Sean Taylor, I I don't want to be hyperbolic, but it's the first time Washington's had a player that opposing offensive coordinators have to game plan around. First time in forever. I'm, I'm in agreement with you both on Terry McLaurin and Chase Young. A player we haven't talked much about in the first half of the season that we will be talking more about at the end of the year. Uh, uh, a second-half breakout performance from a player. Do you have a guess? Is there somebody? Let's hope it's Cam Sims. I mean, he, he started it the right way. Um, maybe Antonio Gibson, but we've talked plenty about him. Um, trying to think if maybe there's somebody on the – you know, Cole Holcomb had the really good game against the Cowboys, but not – so against the Giants, uh, you'd like to maybe he can keep that going. Um, but I, I'll stick with Cam Sims. This is a, this is a tough one. Like my immediate answer was I my hopeful answer is that it's Bryce Love because he was back at practice and there seems to be more optimism uh, surrounding maybe his ability to play and maybe they'll be out of it. And I've been, I was such a fan of his at Stanford. I have no idea whether or not he's returned to anything approaching full health. But I'd like to see Bryce Love get an opportunity, although running back's not their issue. You know, they've got – Yeah, but I don't want to be the party pooper, but – I wouldn't expect that. But the, okay, again, hopeful, hopeful on on him. That was my my first thought. But my answer uh, to the question is: I think we're going to see DeShazer Everett really prove that he's a starting safety in this league. It, you know, not not an elite player, but that they are going to continue to fall in love with DeShazer Everett. And we're talking about him already here. But, man, do I love the way he hits. I love the intimidation factor he's providing on the back end that they have not had. Um, and you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I think they've missed, I think they missed Landon Collins last week. And I, and I would not have been surprised had Landon Collins played really well in the second half of the season. But I love Everett's game. He's a born hitter. He's a born intimidator. And I think we will be talking more about him at the end of the year than maybe we have. I also think there's a chance. For- I love that call. Uh, I don't, have you ever talked to Shays? Yeah. It- he is a awesome, interesting intimidating uh, he plays a little reckless and and 
he gives off that vibe. He, yeah, uh, he's got a badass to him, part of him. He's a badass, yeah. totally. I agree with that. Um, I, I also thought briefly about Tim Settle. I think he's a good player, and I think we'll be talking more about him uh, through the rest of the year as well. All right, um, we sort of answered this to a certain degree. Um, you said you don't think Chase Young will win Defensive Rookie of the Year, so that's your answer to that next question, right? You don't think the question, will he win it? Yeah, will he win it? I think, unfortunately, that stuff gets too stat-based, and and we can try to highlight how often he's getting double and triple teams, but I I think if – I don't think he will. I hope I'm wrong on that, and maybe he'll pile up some some sacks in the second half here that that will change the equation. I thought he would at the beginning of the year, and certainly after week one I thought he would. Um, I think missing two games hurts too, though, because you know if other guys get 16 games, their numbers are going to look higher. Yeah, and you know it it certainly would help if you're on a decent team, you know, like Antoine Winfield Jr. is, like yep. the kid from uh, from Indy, Julian Blackman, who's playing really well. Patrick Queens played really well in Baltimore. I would have said two weeks ago Chase Young's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. I'm not so sure now. I'll say that he doesn't win the award, but I bet statistically he starts to pile up some numbers in the second half of the season. That would not surprise me um, at all. The quality of play almost suggests that it has to. Exactly. And I think Del Rio and or Rivera, one of the two of them said the other day, look, the numbers are coming um, with the way he's playing. How many players on this team make the Pro Bowl and who? Uh, that's a great one. And the Pro Bowl gets so tricky because by the end of it, you're talking about alternates and all that kind of stuff. Well, let's but count, think, let's count the alternates. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I think Terry ends up getting in. Um, and I think he'll be the only offensive player unless maybe Morgan Moses makes a run at it. He's been playing at a really high level. Agreed. Um, and then I think chase and that might, maybe sweat, maybe fuller, Especially if Fuller, exactly. if Fuller can keep stacking the INT numbers, that's right. People pay attention to metrics. Like they love to be able to point to. Look, this guy had seven interceptions. So I think that would be. Those are my guesses. I mean, that's what uh, two and three. That's five. Um, if they go that high, I think there's a, people should be really happy. I know. I like. I started to think about it, and I'm like, you know, there have been a couple of years here in recent years where we're like, do they even have a Pro Bowler other than Tressway? You didn't mention Tressway. And, You're right, my guy Tress. Yeah, um, Fuller was the first name that came to my mind because he is at and or near the lead. Actually, I looked this up. J.C. Jackson, Terp, uh, is leading the NFL in interceptions. Um, Fuller's second uh, with Xavier uh, Howard and somebody else, I think, with four. But I think Fuller's well, got – Fuller missed games too. Exactly. Uh, I think Fuller's got a shot. I think McLaurin definitely has a shot because right now in the NFC – you know, you certainly have guys like Julio Jones, um, you know, who is going to be thought of immediately, uh, regardless of what his numbers are. But Atlanta's putting up numbers. Um, you're going to be uh, thinking about DeAndre Hopkins, who should probably be a lock. Um, but after that, I mean, there are a bunch of guys. Um, we'll see. I mean, there are a bunch of guys. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, Metcalf of course. Yeah, Met- Met- Metcalf, oh. Metcalf actually is the the absolute lock. And Hopkins is probably a lock as yeah. well. Um, yeah. But I think McLaurin's in the hunt, and it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if Mon- if, if Sweat or, or Young or Payne even continue to play at the level they're playing at, that uh, that they could end up with a few of those. Um, more than more than what most people are thinking. Super Bowl, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Who's nursing an injury? People just kind of bail out. Like I I don't think 
DK Metcalf, this will be his first time, so he's going to go. But a guy like Julio, just going to the – are they even having the Pro Bowl now that we're talking about Oh, this my so God. Good? No, they're not. They canceled it already. <laughs> but you know what? I think they will <laughs> – but I think they will name Pro Bowlers, won't they? Probably. I, they definitely will, but it'll yeah. be harder to have alternates because guys don't that, have to bail oh out of actually my God. traveling to the game. What a great point. What a great point. Um, whatever. It was a fun thing to talk about, yeah, anyway, yeah. even if the basis for the question may have uh, been flawed. Um, <laughs> final record prediction for this team. You had 5-11 and 11 before the season started. Do you think they can go 3-5 and five in the second half? Yeah. I think God, Dallas is terrible. I mean, maybe they'll have Dalton back by then, but I still think they're bad. Um, and you, it'd be a lot easier to say that if they picked off one of those two giant games. Uh I think they could beat Cincy at home. Well, I, I I think they could beat Detroit here, and then it comes down to Carolina. Some, I think Ron might dial it up for that Carolina game late in the year. I think they can get to three and five over these last eight. What do you think their record? That, what do you think their record would have been um, at two and five, assuming if I told you that Kyle Allen's going to start the final, start and finish the final nine games of the year? If I had asked you this question a week ago, what would your answer have been? So a week ago, I thought they could get to six. Um, I thought they could get to six, and I thought they'd have a real shot at the NFC East at six, um, which is incredible. But uh, I, but I was counting a Giants win last week, so that that's kind of why I, I I don't know that Kyle to Alex is a dramatic change for me. Like I don't know that it changes the line. It's a big change for me. I thought they had a chance to be, you know, seven and nine um, and be in the hunt. Uh, six and ten, worst case. Um, I've got them uh, now at five and eleven too. I think they can win three more games. Um, that the, but that's it. I think five and eleven is the upside there. A final NFC East standings prediction. All right, um, Philly. Seven, what would they be? Seven, eight, and one. Is that right? Yeah, they would be. Yeah, if they get to seven wins, they're at three now. I, I, I want to pull this up. Yeah, they're, up. they're three, four. Uh, they're they're three, four, and one. I don't. Are they going to win four games? Their, their schedule, and I hate playing this their game. Schedule's impossible. It's brutal. It is absolutely brutal. They play the Giants this week on the road. They were down ten to the Giants in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, two weeks ago Thursday night. At Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, at Cardinals before finishing up with the Cowboys in Washington, you could legitimately say that uh, of their final, um, their, their, their three, four, and one, so they played eight, of their final eight games, they'll be favored in three of them max. Max. So that would, yeah. that would put them um, at six, no, nine, and I'm, one. I'm dialing that back. Yeah. I, I, am I crazy to almost think? That's the problem with this, Kev, is that Ron is right when he says we're not out of it. Of course. And, and I know that it's it's hard for a lot of people to hear it, but it's the truth. If Alex plays like he did in the second half and just doesn't throw the terrible picks, and that's that's very unlike him to throw those picks. Now, maybe this is a new version of Alex that we have to acclimate ourselves with, but that's very unlike him. I don't know. I, you, you, it's so crazy because you end up talking yourselves into these things. <laughs> I think Dallas is the worst team in the division by far. I, I think too. their defense is awful. Um, I, I don't know that I'm writing off the Giants quite yet. I don't know what their schedule looks like. 
It's um, the the Giants' schedule is much easier than Philadelphia's schedule, but still not easy. They play the Bengals, who you know are capable. The Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Browns, and the Ravens. It's actually brutal too. Like I, I, the Giants well, aren't. Most of the schedules are the same. The There's Giants aren't going to be favored in any of their games other than their season finale against the Cowboys, and they only have two wins right now. But I actually think they're the most capable, uh, unless Philadelphia gets healthy. Yeah, but I Carson Wentz is a mess. I don't know what what is going on there. Um, maybe the bye week will clean, you know, kind of straighten them out. My final, I, I'm still going to say Philly because they have a game on everybody, and I think if they can get healthy, I, I think Carson Wentz. I think Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the division. Dak's clearly hurt. I think Carson's better than Jones and Smith. I, I like Doug Peterson. I mean, he's got a ring. He's proven that he can go on runs. Um, but, man, that schedule is brutal. To see them getting four wins out of that is, is darn near impossible. Um, you want me I think to... whoever gets the six – yeah, what's yours? Uh, I got Philly at 6-9-1 winning the division. Washington, yeah, okay. uh, the Giants finishing second at 5-11. and 11. I think the Giants are getting better. I actually think the Giants aren't a terrible team at all. Um, I've got Washington at five and eleven, but really it could go south. Um, you know, I, I did not feel that way last week. I actually thought Kyle Allen was on the verge of potentially really giving them some solid ground at the position. I and I thought he was playing very well um, early in the game last week. And I got Dallas winning maybe another game. They, they stink. Um, although it's funny to watch Dallas last week. If they just had a a quarterback, they'd be so much more capable of winning games. Because even Dallas's defense, which is horrible, they've actually got a decent pass rush. It's funny. Um, yeah, it's a terrible division. I'm not you know about to say otherwise. But if you told me that the Giants, as an example, at two and seven, you know, beat the Eagles on Sunday, beat the Bengals next week. Um, you know, beat uh, somebody like the Browns and the Cowboys, and they won four more games to get to six wins. I wouldn't be shocked by that. I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't so- either. They're, they're playing hard for Joe Judge. I, yeah. I think. I mean, the Giants have been churning out coaches. I think Judge is the best one they've hit on in this recent McAdoo, Shermer, whoever it's been. Um, I, I think Dallas is going to completely. I, I think they. Might, I think they might have to fire Mike Nolan. Um, if not the whole staff, um, a conversation for a different day, but I'm fascinated what happens with Dak if Dallas bottoms out and is able to get one of these young quarterbacks that they never planned on um, in the draft. And then what happens after that? Uh, I'm fascinated by that. All right, so we like, both have, we both have Philly. Dak lands in D.C.? We both have Philly winning the division. Yes, but ugly. I, I I think they get to six and they win it. I it, it's going to be it really is going to be the most incredible bad division record wise finish because and really what really plays a role in this is the fact that the NFC East is playing the AFC North and the NFC West, which just makes the the schedule brutal for a lot of the, these teams the rest of the way. Um, Give me your – I've got two bonus questions for you, okay? Bonus question – actually, three of them. Bonus question number one, who are your two Super Bowl teams? I had Seahawks-Steelers to start the year. Um, I, I'm sticking with that, although I weirdly 
I think the pressure of undefeated. I, I don't. I think Pittsburgh will lose before too long. But their defense is really good. Um, I'll stick with Seahawks Steelers. Uh, last week, I think Cooley and I did this, and I said Tampa Pittsburgh. Um, and after Sunday night, God, that was so ugly. Um, Terrible. But I will stick with Tampa Pittsburgh. I just think the Buccaneers are so talented, and I think they're so well coached. Sunday night was alarming, no doubt. Um, very alarming. Um, but those things happen. The NFL's crazy, and I think Antonio Brown's going to keep his act together, and I think they're going to be awesome. I think he could be a total disruption too. I think it was. I didn't. I didn't think they needed him. Um, you know, they haven't been healthy at wide receiver. But ultimately, if they were healthy at wide receiver, they really. You know, it's hard to. It's hard saying that you don't need somebody who is arguably the greatest wide receiver talent of the last decade. Um, but you saw late in that game, down thirty-eight, nothing. He's up spinning the ball. You know, signaling for a first down. I mean, it's just. Right. I my. Yeah. Set, I'll tell you what, Bruce Arians. There's no chance he would have done this without Brady. No chance. Um, no, no, no. All right. Uh, I like Arians a lot. Two more bonus questions. First one is Washington football team related. Percent chance that Dan Snyder still owns the team when we get to the beginning of the 2021 season? 90. Okay. So maybe you're saying even, maybe even maybe even like 95. I get there's a lot of smoke and there's a lot going on, and I think if you see all the moves this team is making. They just hired a chief people officer, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You, is there is there a chief people officer at uh, Sheehan Enterprises? Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're thinking about um, hiring one. Yeah, but we haven't had any complaints yet. But we do have Libero occasionally in the building, so we got to be careful. <laughs> um, this team four months ago had a had the most controversial nickname in professional sports, and four months later they have a chief people officer. It seems like. They are doing everything they can to to get their their ship in order that nobody can demand changes. That that's the way I do it. I think the chance that Snyder is the owner of the team prior to next year is sixty six point six six percent repeating. It's two. It, there's a wow. There's a there there's a two thirds chance he owns the team, but I'm giving it a third. Now of a chance that he doesn't, um, with the understanding that it's a forced, forced exit. No, like we both agree I, that he's never given up, right? I, no, I'm not. I don't agree with that. I, oh wow! I, I okay. don't agree with that. I, I think it could happen either way. I think that there, I think there's a chance that ultimately, you know, as a collective unit, including with his three minority owners, who clearly cannot stand him. Um, that somehow they understand that this is a chance to perhaps make a sale with a five uh, billion number, a uh, five in sure. front of the billions number. Um, so I, I'm again two two th- thirds chance would tell you that I think you know the, it, it's more likely than not that he will own it. But I think there are some things going on that I'm very interested in and I and my gut tells me that it's more than just you know um I, there there's some desperation involved uh on his end and my I guess I'm wondering why I'm wondering if he feels like it's you know 
the walls are closing in um, on him. And ultimately, he may just say, look, what the fuck? I mean, we can get $5.1 billion for it from Bezos or somebody else. Right. Let's go for it. Um, well, and, and to that point, this investigation, uh, assuming the, uh, the lawyer gets free reign, like we've been told she gets, I think they could uncover all sorts of stuff that go far beyond um, – verbal abuse of employees and sexual harassment of employees. I, I, I mean, this Dwight Char, Dwight Char thing is about money and where is the money? And then Kev, I got a bonus question for you to your core, to the, to the deep soul of Kevin Sheehan, how mad are you that they had to give up that name that, that has been important to people in this region for 90 years they gave that up because he, he missed the dividend payment. That's ultimately why it happened. Yeah, I mean, so what's the question? What's the bonus question? How mad does that make you? Oh, um, uh, I I think we were um, I think we were definitely in in this climate. We were inching towards it. Um, and, sure, I agree. And, and and here's my thing: if they had just decided to change it. Out of out of a, a legitimate like you know what we've 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 had this long enough it's time for a change I, I could have understood it it's just the nature of how it shook out to me especially when you learn about this missed dividend payment afterwards and then the FedEx Corporation asked for a public review it just seems so obvious that I, I don't know the dollar figures attached but these are billionaires getting shorted a payment. And then the name changes. Yeah, but but it was it's more than that, you know. It it course, it was it was a lot having to do with, you know, legitimate pressure in this climate, um, and the expectation of what was coming with the post stories. Um, Fred Smith sure. and Dwight Shaw and Bob Rothman all knew what was in the works, and there was you know some intention to get ahead of of some of the other stuff, and and feeling like this stuff would have ultimately perhaps forced it even there even though they're unrelated uh, look I, I i'm mad about a lot of things um you know but i'm so less passionately mad than i would have been two three four years ago i've said this many times you know you and i spend a lot of time talking about this football team and following the the this football team and and the intricacies and all the day-to-day granular detail of it my fandom is so so much different than it used to be. Um, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I was listening to you the other morning talk about that Minnesota Super Bowl and what that must have been like as a fan of the best team in football. I mean, that team was such a freight train, and I, I just, I don't know. At least I got to enjoy that as a kid. Like I was, you know, nine, but I just twenty-five-year-old. Washington fans, what do they have, man? Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. My, my boys, I've got three boys, they could not care less. Now, you know, do they follow? You know, it's funny. They're more interested in the draft next year and who Washington might get at quarterback than on Sunday actually rooting for them to win. They're, they're, they're watching the red zone. They're following their fantasy teams. That That's a much higher level interest for them than the team. It was and, a great – Totally. I, I, I retweeted this tr- uh, tweet um, from uh, a really smart Skins fan, Washington fan, that said, 
if it's November and you're not doing mock drafts already, you're not a Washington football fan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's been sort of a rite of, of mid-fall. Um, all right, last one, uh, and, and I'll let you run. And this one is sponsored by MyBookie. Um, go to MyBookie.ag. If you're looking for a place to wager, and JP and I would both tell you because we know from experience, if you're new to gambling, Tread lightly, okay? It's not for everybody. But if you insist on wagering on these games or the Masters this weekend and you need a place, my bookie is safe, fair, you're going to get paid if you win, and you can't say that about every shop. MyBookie.ag, use my promo code, KevinDC, and they will match your deposit up to half the amount you put in. So if you open up an account with 500 bucks, they're going to give you an extra 250 to play with. If you've already got places, sign up at MyBookie, get the free cash with the, uh, with the deposit, and then you've got another shop to compare lines with. I mean, that's what a lot of us do. If you're just stuck on one place and you're just taking their lines and you're not shopping the lines, you're not doing yourself a favor. MyBookie.ag, my promo code, Kevin DC, K-E-V-I-N-D-C, um, and they will match your deposit up to $1,000 halfway. So if you deposit $1,000, they are going to give you an extra $500. Bucks. Um I gave out in the smell test yesterday uh, several games for today for this college football Saturday, um, including uh, Virginia Tech, who I love. Uh, Virginia Tech is now up to about two and a half over ninth-ranked Miami today. I love them today. I love Michigan State plus seven against Indiana. I love TCU plus three um, against West Virginia. Utah State's a play for me today. Temple's a play. UCLA's off, for those wondering. They were going to play Utah, and I like them plus two and a half. They're now playing Cal tomorrow, and that's what we're going to see the next few weeks in college football or just games sort of made up out of thin air at the last minute. Give me, uh, give me your plays today. Who do you love? Um, I love that Virginia Tech game. I'm right there with you. Uh, I haven't looked at a ton. Um, it's been a whirlwind week for me. I, I loved the Colts Thursday night. Yep. And um, I'm, I'm in all Masters. So the Masters has gotten all of my attention. I, I am heavily invested in uh, Xander Shoffley, which I was loving until he didn't finish so hot Saturday morning. Um trying to win some pools, awesome friends. Uh, I, Brooks Kepka going on a run could really help me. Um, <laughs> you and me both. Scotty Scheffler. If, if, if Scotty wins the Masters, Kevin, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a big time. I'll meet you. I'll meet you on the corner of Mass and Sangamore. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll celebrate. Uh, it's funny because I have been in a um, I'm in the same pool every year. Bunch of dudes, you know some of the guys. I think you do. And um, and I was first going into the U.S. Open, and now I'm sixth. But there's very little difference between sixth and first. And I was one of the only people who had not used Brooks Kepka. It's one of those year long pools where you can't use the same golfers twice. Oh, those are fun. Um, yeah. We got we got three picks for the Masters. So I had Kepka left. Um, I had Matthew Wolf, and I felt so good about Wolf going into this thing. That's a killer. 
And he shot 77 yesterday. Um, And then I've got Bubba Watson. So I really need like Kepka and I need one of the two to win it. And Watson's probably not going to get one, you know, win it all. You know, he, he made the cut and he could go out and shoot 63 today and be right in the mix. Um, but it would be great if Kepka won it and Watson somehow got, you know, a backdoor top five finish, and I think that would really help me. Either way, if Kepka wins it, I think I'll finish in the in the money um, in the top two or three uh, in this. Just looking at that leaderboard, when you've got DJ and Justin Thomas up there, I, I'm not invested in either, sadly, but I would just – those are two heavyweights that play so different that I, I think are both great. And, I mean, how great would a duel between those two be? I think it could be a really, really fun match. Dude, here's something to watch, Kevin. I feel like the Washington football team could lose the, the ratings on Sunday against the Masters. I didn't even think about that. Obviously, if Tiger Woods is in a you know last group and making a run, uh, that is definitely oh, totally. that, that's a hundred percent in play. It's funny. So I, I I was talking to Scott last night. He was going to come home, but because the second round didn't end, he had to be on the coverage for ESPN this morning. But he was, so we're sitting there talking, and he was in a house with a bunch of guys like Andy North and a bunch of guys, and and I we we were having a, a conversation, and he just said, and I just said, hey, look, I think it's DJ or Justin Thomas. And he said, everybody here thinks that both of those guys, but a lot of the guys there love Rom. They think Rom was strong today. Yeah. They, and this was before he finished strong today. They loved Rom's position and they just think he is a machine and he's played so he well. Um, DJ though, to me, I'd be happy for him. I like that guy. Abe answer too. I just, he just seems so cool and calm. I like him. Yeah. De- 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 oh, sh- uh, what what just happened? Um, I'm just looking at the leaderboard. Okay, they're just they're just off here on the third round. Um, I don't think Let's so. I, I was asking Scott. I'm like, well, tell me at the top of the leaderboard. This was before this morning. Who can't win? And he said, I think everybody here sort of feels like answer can't win, and you know, um, M and maybe even Cam Smith can't win. But he's like, but you know, at the time, I think Cantlay was six under. But they're like every uh, everybody here thinks Cantlay could win easily. Everybody here thinks Justin Rose could win for sure. Um, you know, it's it's course knowledge. You know, that is yeah, such a course. Sure. That's why Mickelson and, and Woods are sitting there at five under. That's why Bernhard Longer and Larry Mize. Did Mize make the cut? I think he did. Maybe. He I think did. both those guys did. Yeah. Did you yeah. see uh, Sandy Lyle going with suspenders on Thursday? <laughs> it was it was not a it was not the look um, necessary. It was a hell of a look. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, we will chat soon. And, and I, I'm, it's not that I'm hoping that Alex comes down with some kind of terrible cold between now <laughs> and tomorrow, but wouldn't it be wild if we woke up and he was sore from last week and they're just going to take precautionary measures and Dwayne starts. That would be fascinating. Uh, congrats. You won that bet. Um, it would be a miracle. I, I have not if you counted did. the money yet. We'll uh, see. Okay. It's a pretty safe uh, bet. All right, thanks. Uh, I'll talk to you this week. Thanks, Kev. Take care, man. Uh, Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We're getting this out uh, here uh, late Saturday morning, uh, very early uh, Saturday afternoon. Enjoy it between now and probably the kickoff of the game tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. 
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.